Hey, welcome to the Jewish Road Podcast. My name is Matt Davis, and I'm here with you. Yeah. And yeah. you. Yeah. We have everybody here. here. Yeah. Uh, this is my hey. dad, Ron Davis. And then we have our friend, uh, David Hoffbrand. Welcome back to the show. Good to have you here. From Hello. All across the Atlantic. How you doing? Yeah. Yep. You, you're becoming uh, a regular fixture here, and we like it. Brighton, Brighton speaking all the way through to you there over in the States. I feel at home. I'm back. And I'm going to make myself at home. I've kicked off my shoes, make myself a sandwich, and just relax. There you go. It's good to be back. Thank you for having me back. Yeah, and uh, we we talked to you uh, a little bit ago, and really since October seventh, everything has been um, all Israel anti-Semitism. It's been very yep. draining. And normally on the podcast, we do jokes, and just hasn't felt like the season um, to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are going to pause from our normally scheduled broadcasting topic of of what's going on in Israel to take a breath. And the breath is to talk about Sabbath, which is a breath. It, it is to to pause what you're doing, to take a breath in. And and you were on here the first time to talk about your first book, um, The Jewish Jesus, which I, I spoke at a church this weekend and gave out three more copies of The Jewish Jesus. Keep doing that. But you have a new one out, and it I is do. called... 52 Sabbaths, Unwrapping the Gift of God's Rest. Um, and so we already have it. It's available. It's out. It's I think it's the number one messianic book on Amazon right now, which congratulations, you made it. Thank you. I, I feel I can retire now. So there we go. <laughs> yeah. What was uh, what was the genesis of, um, there's, there's some great books out there on the Sabbath and yours is different, but I'm curious, what was the instigating factor? What got you started? Why write this book? Yeah, good question. I mean, um, basically, I, so I, I wrote the Jewish Jesus and and was obviously promoting that and 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 you know talking about that stuff. And people were asking me to to do different things. But at a certain point, I felt like, okay, I need I'm, what am I, what's next? You know, what am I going to do next? And what do you want me to do, God? And I thought I was going to be doing a book on emotional wholeness because I do a lot around that and helping people to become whole. And um, I began to feel God speaking to me about fifty-two Sabbaths. I want you to do 52 Sabbaths. I thought, what's that? And I, got, I felt God say, it's a devotion. I want you to do 52 reflections on the Sabbath to help people to find, to restore the idea of Sabbath in their lives. And um, so I, uh, it being me, I, I didn't do it for a little while. And and then I thought I'd missed it. You know you know that feeling? You're like, oh, man, I know that was God. Why didn't I do it? And then it got to this, because this is a while back, and it got to uh, 20... 20 and and i was asking god okay have i missed it would you want me to do something else what should i do now i felt god lead me to this verse which was this it was in ezekiel and it was and keep my sabbath days holy for they are a sign to remind you that i am the lord your god and i felt god say it's the time you know do the sabbath it's like i felt such an affirmation this is what i want you to do i'm going to speak through you and then i was about to close my bible and god said wait 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 Look at the verse, and it was Ezekiel twenty twenty, and it's the only like twenty twenty verse like this. And I was like, okay, wow. So, so I was like, God really affirmed to me, this is my mission for you now. And so I really got into the Sabbath. But the amazing thing was, the more I looked into it, more I began to realize why, which is that the Sabbath is such a big topic in the Bible compared to what we think of it as. You know, we think of it as this kind of, oh yeah, you know, we have a rest once a week. But in the Bible, it, it's like a Swiss army knife. It just kind of does so much. And God uses it in so many different ways. And so I started writing these reflections on a different aspect of the Sabbath each week 
that over the year will help you to understand and, and apply. It's not just about the philosophy, it's applied. We'll talk about that more maybe, but but the principle of the Sabbath and restore that to your life. And I kind of was thinking, wow, okay, I've kind of set myself a task here, like 52 Sabbaths, I'd written 10 and I was thinking, I've got only got another 42 to go. <laughs> Right. But, but that, I actually didn't run out of topics because I started to realize this is a blessing. This isn't just a blessing for me because I'm I'm Jewish. I'm a Jewish believer. This is a blessing because God has hidden so much depth in the Sabbath and what it's uh, about, why he's given it to us, what is what is the benefit of restoring it in our lives. And yes, yeah, so that was, the, that was the thing with the book. I began to realize what I'm doing is God wants me to take this one area and do what I talked about in the Jewish Jesus, which is take off the lens of tradition. Because tr traditionally Christians have heard the first half of what Jesus said. Man is not made for the Sabbath. And they've kind of gone, you know what? Let's let's just throw it away. Because man's oh, not made yeah. for the Sabbath. You know, and, and it's like baby and bathwater straight out the window. And um, whereas in reality, Jesus also said, the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of man. And what I realized is we've neglected this so much because we kind of go, it's old. But the Sabbath is not old. It's the word of God. It's something God's given us as um, something that is, enhances the fruitfulness of our lives. And Jesus was affirming that the Sabbath was made to meet our needs. And if, if basically if God gives you a gift, you know, the, the sensible thing to do is to go, okay, God, tell me all about this gift you're giving me. What, what does it do? What's it for? How do I apply it? How do I use it? If anyone gives you a gift, that's kind of the sensible thing, but even more so with God. And there was a time when the children of Israel were like not observing the Sabbath. They were collect, trying to collect manna on the seventh day when God had said to them, I'll give you a double portion on the sixth day. So you don't collect it. You can rest. You just And, and M Moses is talking to God and God says to Moses, I hear it like this. He's, he's like, he's kind of like, what? I don't understand. What don't they get here? I I gave this to them. They need to understand this is my gift to them. And and so God's almost saying to them, look, I gave you a gift. Why are you why are you looking this gift horse as it were in the mouth? What? No, that's not a good expression, is it? What? But why are you why are you just not accepting the gift? And and so I think for the average believer. To understand, yeah, this isn't about legalism, but it's about the correct application of the Sabbath. That's why I wrote the book, because I believe it's something God's given us as a gift that Jesus affirmed is for us and that we neglect our peril. Because if God's given us a gift, it's because we need it. You know, it's not a frivolous gift. Don't you think that it's so easy for us in life to migrate way toward being able to perform something? rather than understanding how to rest in it? Totally. The the ritual side of things, the, the kind of outward external observance without the heart, to me, people hear that argument that Jesus has with the Pharisees about the Sabbath, you know, because so often he was accused of breaking the Sabbath. And people hear Jesus because they have that lens that I talked about in the Jewish Jesus that's old, new, you know, People hear Jesus is basically saying this to the Pharisees, oh, the Sabbath stuff. Man, don't worry about that. Like, that's old. I'm Jesus. I'm like, it's all cool. Like, I am your Sabbath. And in reality, his argument with them is actually about the, 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 what they're doing to the Sabbath, what they had done in exactly what you're saying, Ron, which is they majored on the minors and minored on the majors. They, they 
they, they focus on the performative aspects and the, the minutiae of what is almost like a tick box exercise instead of getting the heart of God in it. And Jesus is bringing back, Yeshua is bringing back the heart of the Sabbath and says, hey, let's live in the heart of this, which is about healing and rest. And, you know, it's about God's gift to us. Yeah. You know, I, it makes me think of uh, the conversation that he was having uh, in John chapter 5 when you know, he, he is speaking to the religious leaders and he says to them, you think you do search the scriptures because you think that in them you have life and these are they which testify of me, you know? And then he goes, he goes on to say concerning Moses, do you, do you think that, uh, do you think that I shall accuse you to the father? There is one who accuses you, Moses. If you would have understood what Moses said, then you would understand what I'm saying, basically. Yes. And I, I, it's, it seems like that is the crux of what you are, you know, trying to get across in terms of the, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the spirit of yes. the Shabbat, of the Sabbath, not the performance of it. Absolutely, 100%. Because, you know, you look at the Sabbath and it's given by God and 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 it's a very interesting thing that the reason for the Sabbath is actually the only thing that changes in the Ten Commandments between first version and second version. But this first version, God basically says, "Look, I made the heavens and the earth six days, and then I rested on the seventh day. So that's why I'm giving you the Sabbath. In other words, you're made in my image. That's how you should take this. You are like me. This is what I did. It's a holy time. It's a time. If you look at what God did, you know, our translations don't help us very much. He Sabbathed. And Sabbath is like, go, I've done what I needed to do. And in a sense, what the rabbi says that he then, he, well, there's two interesting things that the rabbi says. One, that he got to the end of the creation and went, there's something missing. And then he created the Sabbath. <laughs> and they also say that the whole thing was he had found the the purpose of his creation, his relationship with mankind. He wanted to enjoy it. He enters into a place, not of, not of like exhaustion, you know, because people yeah. think of the Sabbath sometimes like I'm exhausted. I need a rest. But he entered into a place of enjoying the fruits of his labor. Like I'm going to enjoy my relationship with my creation. And so he's entering into that place of Sabbath, yeah. a communion spirit, like you say, not the, and reducing it to the, this kind of legalistic, mustn't do this, mustn't do that, mustn't do this, all of the extra, the oral traditions that made it a burden rather than a gift. He, he, that's exactly the same with Moses. Is Like God is saying to Moses, this is my gift to them. And Jesus is saying, hey, you're getting this wrong. You've turned this into a burden for people, but that's not God's heart. You're even accusing me of breaking the Sabbath because I'm healing people on the Sabbath. But the Sabbath, the spirit of the Sabbath is all about healing, restoration, so exactly that, Ron, I would say. Yeah. You know, and you use the term in the beginning uh, to restore. And, yes. you know, that that would imply that something is broken in the in, in the process of all of this. And I wonder if you could speak to the uh, significance and the difference between how we perceive Sabbath and how God perceives it, what we ought to be doing. Yeah, I, I think perhaps one of the things that struck me the more I sort of looked into the Sabbath is we 
see the Sabbath as a, um, first of all, sometimes people want to restore the ritual without restoring the heart. And we, I think that's what we were talking about is then, which is not good. But also we can often see the Sabbath in terms of just an absence. It's just an absence of work almost, you know, and we, what is the Sabbath? Oh, it's time we don't work. But actually what I see in the Bible is, is actually the, the, the fullness of something different. The fullness of a rest that is actually God's shalom, his wholeness, his peace, the restoration of relationships. It's it's about coming into a deeper place with a, a, a relationship with God and relationship with those closest to you. It's it's about the fullness of something. Like the 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 Sabbath is not for the with the week, but the week is for the Sabbath. The Sabbath is the culmination. It's supposed to be like a celebration, like a holiday. And you think how you treat a holiday. You know, one of the one of the chapters in there is called holiday. And you think, well, how do I prepare if I'm going on holiday? Do I like kind of sneak all my work with me on holiday? Do I do I you know, my wife's not gonna be too happy in my kids if I'm like I know it's a holiday, but actually I've I've snuck all of my work and I've got several meetings lined up and you know, it's like God says a bit about the Sabbath, it's it's like a holiday. Each week it's a weekly holiday. So treat it like that. I mean you may not actually go away, but but you you don't stop because you've finished. You stop because you're putting your trust back in God and you say, hey, I, I, I've come to this place. We're, we're having a holiday. We're having a break um, because there's always going to be more to do. But I'm putting my trust back in you. I'm putting my, and I'm going to focus on what's most important, the people and the, my God and my who I really am in God and, and the people who are closest to me. And so I think, you know, we have to approach it like that. That's how God wants us to approach it. And there's there's something we, we when we when we started uh, our gathering here in Central Kentucky, uh, we started with the Sabbath with Shabbat, and we just decided mm-hmm. let's let's set aside the first Shabbat of every month, and we we gathered with the group. And one of the first things that we said was let's. Uh, remind people that we are called to work from our rest and not rest from our work, which is such a backwards and upside down idea for how we, you know, there's there's so much in our culture that's just go, 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 go. We never stop. And even, you know, 80 years ago, they were testing and experimenting with what does a 10 day work week look like? And how do we actually get more capacity out of, out of people? And, and it doesn't really, when we are apart from the rhythm that God has established, we are missing out. But here's here's the question, because, and I, I love that you say that um, we've, we've kind of dismissed like, well, this is an old covenant, Old Testament thing. And if it's old, then it's not really useful. Give me the new, give me the good. There's a lot of um, people who are probably listening, though, and they're thinking, well, I do Sabbath. Uh, I go to church on Sunday. Um, help me understand, help us understand, um, is that Sabbath or is that not Sabbath? How is that similar or different? And what's the invitation that we're missing if we've just kind of checked off the box of Sunday morning church, as opposed to the heart of God in the invitation of Sabbath? Yeah, that's a great question. Cause I have those conversations as well. I, I do think now, now some people can't necessarily do Friday night through to Saturday night. And by the way, I love, I, I know you guys would think the same. I love the fact that Jewish feasts actually start in the nighttime. Most most Gentiles don't realize this, but but Jewish people, and, and I think it's because Jewish people realize the best way to start is with a meal. Like, come on, let's eat. <laughs> let's, not, let's not just start the, the festival with, oh man, I just woken up. But let's start with, sun's gone down, let's eat, let's party, let's come together, let's celebrate. 
Right. So, so, so that in itself already is very different to, I'm, I, you know, wake up and get the kids ready, do, and we're going to church and da da. But for me, uh, we're missing a lot if, if we say that. I'm not such a stickler for it's Friday night to Saturday night. I think um, that is me. For me, is the Sabbath fundamentally, and and it's a rest time, and it's more than. It's not just about my relationship with God, and it's not just about a, a, a routine of I'm going to go to church, I'm going to worship God, and then I'm going to come back, and it's just going to be like a normal day. The Sabbath is supposed to be a different time. And, um, you know, if you can incorporate, okay, if you can if you can really have a Sabbath oh, from Saturday night to Sunday night, I, I, okay, because some people will have to work at different hours and they have to do the Sabbath when they can. Okay, that, that not everybody is able to do it exactly the time that the Bible shows us. But for me, just going to church, that's not a Sabbath. Sabbath to me is so much more. Sabbath to me is about prioritizing relationships. It's about prioritizing family. It's my kids need to know, however busy my week is, that we hit Friday night, that they're going to have 24 hours with my attention with my, my, you know, that, that we as a family are coming together. And I think that's something about Hebraic thinking, which I would say is just biblical thinking, which is that spirituality doesn't start in the church, it starts in the home. And that very ordinariness of the Sabbath is really what this is about coming back to, is, is this incorporating this ordinariness, seeming ordinariness of the Shabbat into our everyday schedule and for me going to a church service look that's 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 a great thing i love church fantastic but that isn't the sabbath to me that's not what shabbat is fundamentally about i don't know if you feel the same but that that's probably how i feel i don't want to i don't want to you know I, I'm, I hate to be kind of critical of people i don't want to I, I don't want to knock <laughs> what they do i wouldn't want to knock at the church service but i think you're missing a huge amount of what the Sabbath is about if you reduce it to we go to the church on Sunday, basically. I think that you made a really great point. I haven't read through the whole book yet, but I'm starting. I'm getting through the beginnings of it there. And uh, what, what I like, something that you said is that, you know, this is a 24-hour period that is set aside. It's set aside for the purpose of a different way of living and a different mindset, you know? Yes. And I think that's what you're talking about. And I think that just illustrates it uh, really well, just those words. It's a, it's a time that's set apart. Uh, what we call in Hebrew, Kiddush, right? Yeah, yeah, holy. It's a holy, it's the first thing that, that is called holy in the Bible is this block of time. I love what Abraham, Josh, uh, Joshua Abraham uh, Heschel says. He says that, that um, the Jewish feasts are like our cathedrals in time. And and the Sabbath is, it's really interesting because the other festivals are, you've got harvest festivals and they're based around a cycle of, of nature in a way uh, to, a, to a large extent and and the, the rhythm of that society. But the Sabbath is simply based around God's rhythm and around the rhythm of creation. It's around the fact that we're made in his image so um, it's different to remind us who we really are because we 
we get so caught up in the busyness of the week and in our, the identities we're trying to forge for ourselves in that week, you know, whatever work we do. And the Sabbath is like God saying, hey, every week I want you to come back and take some time to remember who you really are and who, what is really important so that you never get so caught up. And you know, it's a really interesting thing in the Bible that um, we tend to, as a church, to focus on all sorts of moral issues and all sorts of issues around personal morality. And, and of course, those things are important. But when you look at God's judgment on the Israelites, so often what God says is, you, you're setting up idols and you're not obeying my Sabbaths. Again and again, you see that as, the, as, a, as God saying, hey, because I love what Walter Brueggemann said. He said, those who live the Sabbath differently live the other six days differently. And, and he's basically saying exactly what, what, what God is implying, which is when you abandon the Sabbath, you start to develop idols. You start to develop your work becomes an idol. You, other things become a white. Your emotional health gets out of balance. Your physical health gets out of balance. And your family starts to get out of balance. And so he's, you know, keen to build a society which is cohesive and where people remember whose they are, who they are, what's important, what's not important. And they bring that, like you say, Matt, into their, into the week that they're working from that place of, hey, I've, I've spent this 24 hours remembering who I am, remembering whose I am, coming into a deep, deeper place of a relationship with my family. And um, it's a form of family therapy, the Sabbath as well, you know, in a, in a funny kind of way, because it, it, it's a time when we go, okay, you can hear, it, it's a quieter time where you kind of, you can hear the noise of if there's things not quite right, if there's things that need adjusting, recalibrating, we need to talk. It gives you that time to actually listen to one another, to, to take time for one another, however busy the week's been. Um, and sometimes people say, a lot of Christians said this, I don't know, have you ever heard this, where they go, Jesus is my Sabbath. And I'm like, sure, but you've still got a body and you've still got a family. And, you know, it's not enough for my kids to go, for me to just go, hey, well, Jesus is my Sabbath. You know, that's why I don't spend any time with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just carry on. Why? Jesus is my Sabbath. They're gonna. They're not gonna go. Oh, that's a good theological point, Dad. Yeah, we we don't care that you don't. They, they, it's God has given it. Is I think He break thinking and God, the way God looks at us is so much more holistic and so much more pragmatic than we often think. And so that Greek mindset that separates spirit from body and sort of says we have this spiritual life that's almost separate from our natural lives is one thing the Sabbath is is entirely designed to um, work against, really. Because it says, no, no, this this spiritual life, love God, love others. And the Sabbath is actually the only of one of the Ten Commandments that actually has this pivot where it relates to our relationship with God and our relationship with one another. Because the other commandments, the first three, are all about our relationship with God. And the last ones are about our relationship with our neighbors. But the Sabbath explicitly links the two. So I see it as almost like the pivot. I, I remember uh, hearing this one time is even if you look at the creation account, that man, mm. he's created on day six and our very first full day of existence was the Sabbath. It wasn't yes. like, it wasn't like, hey, I'm going to create man first on day one. And now uh, we're going to have to do all of this other work in the garden to help God in his creation. But our first day, full day, 
was with God in this Sabbath, and that as we celebrate it, it is pointing to this cathedral in time that will be in eternity um, in the future, that we are today, we are recounting and remembering yeah. it in in this future fulfillment that there will be a Sabbath to come and we'll, we'll get to pause. Um, but I, I don't know about you, David, but I, I am not a Sabbath kind of person. And when I say that, I mean, I'm a type <laughs> A, go, go, go. And the Sabbath is not productive for me. Um, or at least that's what I think, <laughs> right? Like if I am mm -hmm. not working, then I am not uh, paying my bills. I am yeah. not getting stuff done. Um, what's the invitation for the person who can't stop? Uh, and and this is not like a well, your life will be better in the next, you know, in in the ten following ways. But the invitation for those of us who have uh, what we call spilkus ants in our pants. Um, <laughs> yeah. What what is the benefit? How how do we? And, may, and maybe it's not even about the benefit. Maybe it's about obedience. And and what I've had to learn, even just in the last year, is that I. I don't, I don't think I get tired. I don't get very tired. I, I could work all the time. I honestly, yep. I enjoy yep. work. I could probably work seven days a week and not, not miss a beat. Um, but for me, the, the actual act of stopping and Sabbathing, um, in essence was an act of trust for me that I needed to be able to pause myself, um, and say, yes. God, I don't provide for myself. You provide for me. Um, God, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do this. I'm going to trust that you're going to do this or take care of it for me in the future. I I think that's really good. Uh, I totally get where you're coming from, and certainly when I get into a project, I'm like, oh man, you know, stopping can be hard. But I think it helps to think of the Sabbath. See, if you think of the Sabbath as I just, I just, I'm, no, I'm doing nothing. You know, it's difficult. I'm just, I'm just doing nothing. I'm just flopping. You know, I'm just floppy here. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. okay, oh, oh, what do I do? But actually, the way I think of it is the Sabbath is God's gym for rest. It's like exercising different muscles. Huh. that We just don't realize they're muscles, but faith and trust, like you're saying, is a, it's a different type of muscle that you're exercising. You've got to build up. You've got to get good at it. And, and if you're a type A personality... You can almost shift the paradigm and say, um, this is a different thing that God is asking me to learn. This isn't like a, I just have to wait till I start work again. This is like God saying, hey, now I've got something new for you to learn. And and so that to me can be, is, is quite helpful because it's like, I have to invest. This is an investment. I mean, I'm in the work, I'm investing in something, but that God actually says, I want you to invest in your family. I want you to invest in your body, in your health, in your relationship with me. I want you to invest. It's not a not doing anything. It's just doing different things to what you do in the week. So that helps our type A personalities, if you like, to reframe it as I'm going to get really good at this rest stuff, man. I'm going to I'm going to be the best at rest. I'm going I'm going to get really good at making time for my kids. I'm going to get really good at um, you know, creating fun. Cause I'm all like, okay, Friday night should be fun. It should be like, um, more than just kind of, you know, we often have like little dance parties and stuff. I've got a four year old and an eight year old and we'll just kind of like have crazy time or, or we'll have treats or we'll do stuff. So I think, I think that for me helps is like God's is actually what is a gift, but it's, it, we have to learn new things. And also, 
if we are that kind of personality, I think for me, learn, one thing that's helped me is learning that ultimately, and it's a painful learning sometimes, but ultimately I actually will genuinely be more productive if I live in the principles of the Sabbath. Like God's not just saying, stop, okay, go again. Uh, but actually God's saying, no, 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 I know how you're wired. Like you're designed like me. You need this rest to function efficiently. This is like, if you're like, a, if you think of yourself like a car, this is God saying, hey, each week come into the garage. I want to fill you up with petrol. I want to just, you know, clean out the car. I want to make sure that all the instruments are working properly and, and we'll give you a real good polish. And, you know, it's, 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 it's not like, um, God is just kind of saying stop just for the sake of it. So, so it's actually God trust. You, you're right to say the word trust. I think that's one of the first reflections in the book is trust. Faith is, faith and trust are part of the Sabbath. It's God teaching us, Hey, it's interesting, even in the mist, here's a good thing to think about, actually, is a real thing that, you know, so God says, even in harvest season, where in any other agricultural society, it would be like, we've got to go 24 seven. This is our season, man. This is like three weeks. The grapes are there. God says, even in that season, you've got to rest. And so um, that's like almost type A season, if you like. Um, and God says, yeah, but if you want my blessings, if you want to, you understand this, you, you're going to, you're going to really be blessed. Just, just rest. And it, so, it makes, so that's, yeah, it makes me think of what you're saying. It makes me think about what the writer to the Hebrews said, that we are to enter into his rest. We're to enter into his rest, not our rest. Yes. There's a place, I, of, I a place of fulfillment, right? Yeah, there's there's a difference between those two, and that's that's what you're uh, you're talking about, I think here. Definitely, definitely, there's a place for us that we can find, and I think um, there's another thing on that, which is the Sabbath is also it's, it's very interesting in the, in the in the first reading of the Ten Commandments we we see like honor the Sabbath because basically you're made in my image. So they're coming out of Egypt and they need to understand because it took God a long time to get Egypt out of them longer than it did to get them out of Egypt. Right. And God gave them the Sabbath to say, Hey, listen, remember each week, take some time to remember you're made in my image. But then when they're about to go into the promised land, God says, now honor the Sabbath, observe it because remember, I'm the one that took you out of Egypt and I'm the one that did all these miracles. And he's basically saying to them, you're going to need, first of all, to remember my power in the battles. And secondly, I want you to build a different kind of society to what you experienced in Egypt. I want you to build the kind of society where you, even as you're like going in as conquerors, remember we were once slaves. We, we, we once only by God. God's grace we're here and we need to treat other people in that way and treat one another in that way. And I think that's a beautiful thing as well is that this, so, so, so for us, you know, if you're a type A personality, sure you could do your own work, but invariably what that tends to mean is that people around you are experiencing the fruits of our type A, type A type behavior. You know what I mean? But we're working, but we want everyone else around us. We kind of expect them to sort of be doing it as well, you know, and, and actually, one of the great things about the Sabbath is a leveler for everyone because it says, hey, I want you to all to rest. Even, even your animals, 
as opposed to the rest. E even your animals who you'd think, well, you know, no other society had this Sabbath Sabbath idea in their in their uh, schedule. Uh, slaves would rest. E everyone gets to rest. It's like everyone is equal in that sense. So, um, so I think that's a good a good antidote, really, the Sabbath to a lot of the the, the problems in our society. And it also is an instrument of, hey, whatever your role in society, on the Sabbath. You don't lord it over everyone. You you don't you know it's a it's a on the Sabbath we remember we're all children of God, whatever function we may have in society. So that's a beautiful thing about the Sabbath as well. Um, two things this book is not. Um, one is this is not a treatise on uh, the a biblical examination of the Sabbath. Uh, so <laughs> if, if somebody's getting your book thinking that this is going to be a deep dive into the the ancient Hebrew language and the Greek ex, exegete of of the word Sabbath throughout the Old and New Testament. This is not what that book is, uh, but this is also not a book uh, that you sit down and you read it through in a, in a week or two. Uh, really, mm -hmm. it, this is not a book that you you pick up and say, "Oh, I'm going to finish it." This is a book that you pick up and you set it by your bedside. You you put it next to your favorite chair in the corner to read. Correct. This is not a book to be finished. This is a book to help us and guide us on the way. Uh, how totally. did you write this and what what is your hope as people picking this book up? Yeah, that's a great point. And, and you're absolutely right. It, it's not supposed to be a scholarly book. What it's supposed to be is making the complex simple and helping you to find the routine that the Sabbath is and to apply those principles one week at a time, because I think in reality, taking one aspect of what we've talked about and actually reflecting on that, where does that sit in my life? Look at my life, look at my heart. Taking that one a week is enough. It's enough because, because actually we change slowly. Truth to tell, we change slowly. It takes time. And, and I want to help, uh, everyone to find routine and rhythm, which is what the Sabbath is about. It's not about a quick fix. It's not about prayer. It's not about like, bam, it's, you know, done. It's about finding rhythm with God. And so I really uh, wanted this to be a sense of what difference does this make in my life? So each week has a, a, a application that will help you to kind of go, okay, what does this look like in my life? What does faith look like in my life? What does family look like in my life? What community am I building? And each week, I think, has has one very specific topic. And so, you know, it's exactly right what you say. I think it's the very ordinariness of the Sabbath which actually trips people up sometimes. Because sometimes people have said to me, you know, I've been reading the, yeah, some of the Sabbaths and I'm, I'm, I'm really blessed. But can you tell me, how do I do the Sabbath? And I'm thinking, what do you mean, how do you do the Sabbath? And I realize what they mean is they're looking for some kind of Jewish magic, like Jewish ritual almost, you know, like they kind of want me to kind of tell them like, if you do this. And I'm like, those things are not going to make you feel like you're doing the Sabbath. They're going to make you do an impersonation of a Jewish person doing the Sabbath, in a, of a particular type of Jewish person. The things that I'm bringing in through this reflection are, I think, 52 reflections on what God actually wants the Sabbath to look like in your life. And 
them they're not long replies like two or three pages each one with some questions and some practical tips sometimes to guide a bit of reflection and i think it, it's amazing we are we overestimate what what we can do in a short space of time but we underestimate what god can do given enough time you know what we can do with routine and rhythm we underestimate the impact of that and god gave us the sabbath and it's an interesting thing that in the old testament what we call the old testament but you know in the in the torah the the penalty for breaking the sabbath was the most severe you know it's kind of like but it's, it's just this ordinary thing but god's like i want you to find me in the ordinariness of your life and it's absolutely vital you do because just waiting for those once a year moments when one of i just really felt this amazing presence of god is not enough we have to have a weekly routine so so that's my hope with this book is that people will just my my heart is to make the complex things simple and just it's written in language that's easy to understand it's for everyone yet it does draw on scholarship i did to be clear read the bible uh, and 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 read lots of books i've never read so many books on the sabbath but my aim is not that people get head knowledge it's you know i'm sure we talked about this last time and you talk about this a lot which is in jewish thinking and uh, with jesus as a rabbi he's not a philosopher talking about nice ideas what's your idea of the sabbath he he's a rabbi teaching his halakha his his how do we apply how do we walk how do we apply the commandments of god to our everyday lives and there's a holistic sense of, of of that to this devotional. So that's that's really what I want. Is people by the end of the year they've gone, wow, I really feel like I understand the purpose of the Sabbath, and I'm able to apply it in my life. Well, um, specifically, we're recording this right now at the end of the year for that Jewish holiday known as Christmas. And I just looked at <laughs> Amazon, and if you order now, you can actually get it before then. But our hope is, and the reason we wanted to jump on and get this podcast out quickly is uh, you can order this and before the new year starts you can actually have this and begin a new year although if you're listening to this and it's april or it's july or it's october it's also never too late start yeah it, it, to be clear yeah absolutely i think it's a i'm you know i'm always looking for a good devotional to to to, to launch my new year to launch me but but this and this one i think will really help people but Yes, you're right. At any time, it's not dated. They're not dated for reflections. They're 52 weeks. But if you start in April, you'll get 52 weeks, April to April, you know. But right. but yes, it's this time of year when um, I think it's so good to start something new that will enrich your life. That's the bottom line. It's going to enrich your life. It's not. Yeah. What's it out? Well, David, it was great with you again and uh, hearing about your Thank latest you. work here and uh, I am to look forward to uh, diving into uh, now that I've gone through its introduction and uh, get into uh, every week of enrichment. Uh, okay. Thanks Ron. Yeah. I'd, thank you. Such a pleasure to be with you guys again and I appreciate you know you um, giving me some space to sort of talk about the book a bit and then unpack this, but what you guys are doing is, is just fantastic. And you, you're, you're a, a great blessing to me as well. So thank you. 
I just want to direct people to discover links and whatever you're listening to, whatever platform, but uh, you can pick this up. All, all things David Hoffbrain can be found at davidhoffbrain.com. H-O-F-F-B-R-A-N-D.com. And you can also pick up both of his books, but Jesus and 52 Sabbaths, you can get those on Amazon and they will show up immediately. So you don't even have to wait that quick or that long. David, uh, we're thankful for you. We're thankful for your friendship. Uh, we'll be thinking about you at least once a week for the next year. Uh, hopefully more. <laughs> but thank you and uh, shalom, my friend. Shalom. Thank you.